I can't believe that it is 2022 and that I am almost 37 years old. <laughs> um, nervous laughter. That was totally nervous laughter. <laughs> 37 is really close to 40. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything bad about 40. I'm just saying that it's, it's like another decade, you know, a whole different decade. And so that makes me a little bit nervous. And it makes me nervous because I think I just thought I would be in a totally different place by the time I'm I was 37. So, more to come on that. <laughs> in this new year, I'm sure I will be talking about that a lot. But before I go into my topic for the day, I just want to wish you a very happy new year and say thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my thoughts about graduate school, about PhD programs, about um, how to do how to do graduate school as a first generation college student, and how to do life in general. <laughs> um, so I hope that you found some of this information helpful and um, thank you again for just joining me on this journey. My topics for this year are not quite set in stone yet. Actually, I I really don't have a schedule. <laughs> so um, if you have anything that you're interested in that you would, or you have any questions that you want me to answer or try to answer, please message me on Instagram or on Facebook, or you can you can go to my website um, onbecomingeducated.com and submit a question, and I'll try my best to answer it. A little while back, I had a listener requesting information about how to apply to PhD programs if you are an international student. And um, I've, I've been wondering how to approach this topic. And so I think what I might do is I might interview one of my um, international student colleagues and or two of them from different parts of um, the world and see how they approached applying to PhD programs. I think that might be helpful. So that's one topic that I've had on my mind, but um, I've only kind of thought about some other topics. I haven't quite um, really settled on which topics I want to talk about this year yet. So if you have something that you're interested in or you're curious about, please um, message me and send me an email Again, you can go to my website or if you follow me, and if you are not following me, then you should be following me <laughs> um, on Instagram or Facebook at On Becoming Educated. So for today, I want to talk about intentionality in grad school. And I had been thinking about this topic for a while. And then um, at the end of last semester, I kind of shifted my thinking a little bit. So I want to talk about it and kind of share with you what happened. And um, I want to preface that by saying last semester was my toughest semester yet. And it was a combination of the classes I was taking, the extra work that I was doing in order to kind of complete some of the things I needed to complete for my PhD. And also it was just exhaustion, I think, from the pandemic. It was just, I was just so tired, so tired of everything. <laughs> um, so it was really a really tough semester. I felt it physically, like I felt um, 
the uh, the tenseness in my shoulders. I mean, that's kind of where I feel a lot of my stress. So I definitely felt that a lot this semester, this last semester. And it also got me to thinking about a lot of things. And I think that's why I wanted to talk today about intentionality. So without further ado, here is today's show. It's Friday, December 17th, a little past 7 p.m., and my stiff fingers are flying across the keyboard making the final edits to a 20-page paper, the third 20-page paper I had written within two weeks. Now, you might think two weeks is a long enough time, perhaps even more than enough time, to write three 20-page papers. You might think, yeah, you just work a little bit on each paper every day, then you'll be done. You might think she just didn't plan well enough. You might think all sorts of things, but I'll remind you that I'm not just writing papers 24 hours a day. I'm also eating, sleeping, cooking, exercising. But to be real honest, not really, because I've been working on papers. Also, I was still taking classes up until that second week and also doing final presentations and also working. And... Lastly, I want to add that in grad school, these papers are not your normal final papers like you write when you're taking undergrad classes. Actually, I once heard someone say that in grad school, when classes end, the real reading begins. And I quite agree with them. I'm not sure why I use the word quite there, but I think it's because I've been watching The Great British Bake Off. And so like... I think British English is kind of rubbing off on me a little bit. But uh, what this person meant was that in grad school, you have your reading that you do for your classes, which is, you know, already a lot. Then you have readings you do for your papers. Because so much of what we write about is specifically based on our interests. We often have to pull in readings that we haven't done in class. And I must have done done like 15 extra readings for this last 20-page paper because it was a literature review. So if, if you don't know what a literature review is, you're pretty much selecting a handful of readings within a specific context and synthesizing them. So synthesizing means not only like summarizing them, but also seeing how they speak to one another and seeing what big themes come out of them and what the similarities and differences are among these readings, and also importantly, like what's missing in these uh, in this research or, or in, in this set of readings. So by Friday, December 17th, a little past 7 p.m., there was no fuel left in me. I was really down to just fumes. By 7.30, I decided enough was enough, and I sent this paper off to my professor accepting the fact that it was not the best paper I had ever written, but that it was enough. I'm telling you this story because to start off the new year, I want to talk about intention. I want to talk about the pluses and minuses of being very intentional in grad school and pretty much in life in general. I am a very intentional person. I rarely ever do something just to do something, and this isn't a trait that I was born with. This is actually a trait that I developed as a professional in higher education. 
as some of you may know, I was in a PhD program before in my early to mid-20s. And I can say that I wasn't very intentional then, and that because I wasn't very intentional, it hurt me more than anything. That PhD program sucked the energy out of me and made grad school feel impossible. But, you know, I also had a lot of other things going on, and I was also young and didn't really know what the heck I was doing. If you'd like to hear more about that experience, you can check out episode two, which I will um, link in the show notes. So to go back to the story I was telling, you can probably argue that two weeks is a fairly long enough time to write three 20-page papers. Two weeks is 14 days. Divided by three papers is about four and a half days per paper. That's also including all the extra reading that has to be done for each paper. So that's four and a half days to do the reading plus the writing of these 20-page papers. So now that I've broken it down, hopefully you can start to see where there might be some issues with time. On top of that, there is this issue of intentionality. If You haven't heard me mention this before. I've put myself on a five-year plan, (laughs) so I want to graduate and be done with my PhD in five years. And in the program that I am in, the average time is six years for for students to finish their PhD program. But um, there is this kind of legend about this, this person who did it in four years, And so I'm thinking in the middle is kind of five years. So I'm on this five-year plan to finish and, and go teach because my view of it is that I'm 37 years old or I am going to be 37 years old this year. And I just want to, I don't know, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be in school for a long time. I want to finish and leave and go out there and work with students and the community and such. So I'm on a five-year plan. And I just want to add that I'm not the only one in case anyone thinks I'm being (laughs) overambitious. Several of my colleagues, in fact, are also on the five-year plan. I don't know what the success rate is for five-year planners, but um, I'm going to challenge myself to try and finish this program in five years. I am of the mindset that I don't want to spend seven or eight or even nine years being a grad student Because honestly, I just don't have the time. But some professors have warned me that unexpected events and opportunities might come up to disrupt this five-year plan. So to ensure I don't waste any time, I have promised to be super intentional with everything I do in grad school. Now, remember... I said I wanted to talk about the pluses and minuses of being very intentional in grad school. Because intentionality is good, but there are also some not-so-great sides of intentionality. Um, So I'll start with the pluses first. Being intentional means taking actions and approaching things you do with purpose and thought so that you don't waste time and effort. 
in some ways, you can say intentionality means working smarter and not harder. That's a phrase that I hear very, hear very often in lots of different spaces. In grad school, to me, I think it means taking classes with a plan, selecting graduate student researcher and graduate student instructor positions carefully, writing your papers thoughtfully, and so much more. This means that you might have several opportunities to work on different projects as a graduate student researcher, but that you choose the ones that are going to give you the most benefits or the ones that are going to align with your studies the most. This means that you plan your classes ahead of time as much as possible and take classes because they are useful to you in some way, not just because they're interesting or the topic sounds good. And what I'll mention last is this, you write your class papers with the idea that they will work two or threefold for you. What I mean by this is that a paper you write in class isn't just for class, it can also be published in a journal or it can be a chapter in your dissertation or it can be a grant proposal. This way, you just write something once that'll be useful to you multiple times instead of writing multiple papers, for example. So being very intentional, thinking through everything that you do can help you work smarter and not harder. And I think this is also where the minuses come in. If you are a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist like me, then you might have a little problem with intentionality. I especially have a problem with intentionality when it comes to, you guessed it, (laughs) writing papers. Um, Keep in mind that I also majored in English and linguistics when I was an undergrad, and, and I also coordinated a writing center. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to write well. Added to this is the idea of making sure my papers work two or three times for me, which means I have to spend a lot of time thinking about my topics, making sure that they align with my main research. I also spend so much, and I mean so much, (laughs) time making sure everything I write sounds good, looks good, flows well, and has significance. And yes, this is the pressure that I put on myself. (laughs) I have to admit, though, that part of this is also because I I don't want my professors to waste their time. I want them to read something that is meaningful. And to be honest, I want them to provide me with meaningful feedback. And in my head, that could only be done if I produce something that is meaningful in the first place. So, by Friday, December 17th, a little past 7 p.m., my hands were stiff. I hadn't left my apartment for five days, and my head was spinning from staring at the computer screen for hours upon hours without end. What I want to say is this. Intentionality is great. It helps cut down work and time, 
It also helps you think thoroughly about the activities you take on. For example, I've said no to several opportunities that just didn't align with my research or my goals. I've also been able to use a paper from one of my classes to complete one of my milestones. If you don't remember from one of my previous episodes, milestones are the different requirements that you have to complete in order to get your PhD. And the milestone that I completed was um, submitting what they call a position paper. So you have to do, in some programs, in my programs, you have to do two two of these papers before um, you can even do your qualifying exam. And so I've now finished the first of these papers and have another one to go. So intentionality can be great. But it can be damaging and that trying to be intentional all the time could be exhausting. I think it could also limit your experiences if you are so focused that you refuse to step out of the well-laid plan you created for yourself. For example, I've said no to several opportunities, but what if I had said yes? You know, what if I was a little bit more lenient with my my five-year plan (laughs) and I had said yes to some of these opportunities? What could have you know, what What other journeys could I have gone on? What could I have experienced? What could I have learned from um, being a little bit more lenient with my well-laid plan and, and just exploring a little bit? So being intentional could be super helpful, but if you are too intentional, you could also limit yourself. As such... I think intentionality should be used with caution, and I'm trying to kind of remind myself of that now as we start to enter a new semester. Oh my gosh, did you did you hear this the sigh behind my voice? I am still trying to recover from last semester. So just the idea of going back to class. And writing papers again and doing readings again is making me really tired. And so my plan is to give myself a little bit more room to breathe and not be so stuck on being intentional that I make myself just physically sick. So as you enter into the new year, as you enter into 2022, as you enter into another year of work, another year of school, another year of teaching, I hope you build intention into your life, but I also hope you build grace. I hope you build room to move around. And I'm telling you this as I'm trying to do the same thing for myself. I mean, by Friday, December 17th, a little past 7 p.m., I was completely done. I had nothing left to give. So I gave myself grace, told myself to stop, and turned in my paper. You might say that isn't grace because I had already depleted all my energy by that point. 
But I say it is grace because I easily, and I mean easily, and I've done this before, I could have worked or continued to work on this paper until midnight because the day wasn't quite over yet. And the professor said that it was due by that day, but she didn't quite say what time. So if I hadn't been nice to myself, I probably would have worked until midnight just trying to fix a million things in that paper. But, you know, I will admit that I still have a lot to learn about myself, about giving grace to myself, especially giving myself grace before I'm just operating on fumes. This is really hard to do, though, in grad school, especially during finals week. So it's going to be kind of like a learning process. And I'm going to have to be very cognizant of what my body is telling me and give myself a little bit more room to breathe, like I said earlier. And I hope you do too. I hope you do too. And um, if you do, if you are listening and you have strategies that have worked well for you, um, I would love to hear about them. So please go to Facebook or Instagram and share it with me by commenting on this episode's post. I would love to hear from you. So that's it for today's show on intentionality. Um, Before I go, I want to wish you all a very happy new year again. And for those of you who are starting a new semester, you know what? We're all in this together. (laughs) We're all in this together and we are going to make it. It's only a few months. We'll make it and then it'll be summer again. And so um, I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or the podcast listening platform of your choice to be notified when new episodes are up. If you would like to support this podcast, a rating and review would go a long way. Podcasts with ratings and reviews are more likely to be found by listeners. So I would very much appreciate it if you can take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast. If you would like to make a donation to help me run this podcast, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash onbecomingeducated. That's ko-fi.com slash onbecomingeducated. Every dollar helps. Follow me on Instagram at bypavu and the podcast at onbecomingeducated. Lastly, to access transcripts and submit listener questions, go to www.onbecomingeducated.com.